So today we're focusing on the fact that David is a writer and a poet and, and, a, and a songwriter, actually. Yeah, so you have just this tremendous balance between being a warrior and an artist, a poet. And uh, we're going to look at how David worships God, and he worships him in a very manly way, uh, talking about victory and battles, and at the same time, totally dependent on God. So that's what we're talking about today in HC Daily. You're listening to another episode of HC Daily, a daily devotional podcast that you can listen to at home or on the go. We believe that you can grow as much as you want to grow spiritually, and this podcast can be a part of your daily growth plan. So, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or your favorite podcast app, we're glad you're here. Now, let's join our hosts, Jeff Forrester and Chris Zarbaugh in the studio. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Chris. So, we start every one of these this that way. You know that, We right? do, we okay. do. And so I have a question, and okay. that is, um, do you know a second language? And if you don't know a fluent second like second language, what is the language that you know a lot of words of? Oh, man. Uh, no, I am not fluent in any language. Um, I Even English? No. <laughs> Clearly, people have listened to me speak. <laughs> well, you just said at the beginning of this podcast, instead of saying on HC Daily, yeah, you said, I said in, in HC Daily. Yeah, that's what we're talking HC about. Daily. In, within, yeah. within. About, above, across, after, <laughs> against the wrong amount at. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, no, I don't speak any other language. I barely speak English. Um, I love to pick up language and words and try to communicate. You know, I've been in a lot of countries, and people love it when you try to use their language. I think it's a sign of respect. So I try to do that, um, and you know, to varying effects. Mm. But uh, what, so, for instance, Swahili is mm. a is an East African language, and uh, we were driving one time way out in the bush, and uh, my friend Bill and I we were trying to learn how to communicate. And every little while, there'd be these children standing on the side of the road, and you know, they'd be just so cute, waving at the vehicle going by, and we were trying to yell to them, Jumbo. you know. Yeah, friendly words. Well, um, uh, Habari is a really pleasant greeting. And uh, so you'd yell out Habari and it's just like, hello, it's so nice to see you kind of thing. But we messed up. And instead of Habari, we were saying Hatari. We were screaming Hatari, Hatari. And Hatari means danger, danger. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so That's so we were, yeah, so we messed it up. But we, we want to do the right thing. Sometimes mm. it doesn't always turn out that way. But yeah. yeah. I, took, I took two years of Spanish in high school. Can't speak a lick of it. Oh, yeah. I, I know maybe several sentences. That's about it. Mm. And I speak a little bit of Klingon. Oh, do you? Really? Yeah. And wow. I also. Doesn't surprise me. And, and I also say, uh, I'm very fluent in Pig Latin. Pig Latin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can navigate through Pig Latin, but it's not, <laughs> does that really count as a language? I don't nope, know. No, it does not. Yeah. Um, for, for me, Spanish, it was the one, you know, cause I worked with gangs in Chicago for several years. Uh, I could always tell when, um, they were speaking poorly of me or vulgar. So mm-hmm. I, I learned all those words, but they don't really translate to ministry very well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's great. So, okay. Well, Hey, here we are, um, talking about, uh, David and we're kind of pausing in David's life because we're coming towards the end. And there's this moment in Second Samuel at the very end that just has a very long worship moment where David writes this 55-verse uh, prayer, this 55-verse song. And this kind of reminds us of the entire book of Psalms. I mean, he's responsible for most 
of the 150 chapters in the book of Psalms. And so when you read these, they're, they're written as poems, they're really written as prayers that then the people of Israel or David himself would put to music, and then the people would sing them. They'd sing them on the way to the temple or on the way to the tabernacle. They'd sing them at uh, holy days. Uh, it was a part of their worship. So it's an interesting way to look at our prayers that, uh, or our worship songs that we would sing as prayers to God, right? It's mm. kind of entangled. So I just thought this is a really appropriate one to kind of look at to get an idea of how David prayed. Because if you read through the book of Psalms, it can be pretty surprising, the things that he For would sure. say to God. So here you go. We're going to just start. Let's start in verse 17. It's, it's kind of a long passage, and I want to encourage you, you should go read it all. But let's just start in 17. It says, He reached down from heaven, talking about God, and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me, and he led me to a, safe, to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not turned from my God to follow evil. I have followed all his regulations. I have never abandoned his decrees. I am blameless before God, and I have kept myself from sin. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my, my innocence. Let's pause there for a second. He's praying this prayer and writing this, this psalm uh, right after he was delivered from Saul. Hmm. So he hadn't gotten into all the bad things yet. And he's recognizing God's blessing me because I'm trying to serve him. And it says, to, to the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You rescue the humble, but your eyes watch the proud and humiliate them. O Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He's a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock? God is my strong fortress, and he makes my way perfect. He makes me as a sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your help has made me great. You've made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. I chased my enemies and destroyed them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I consumed them. I struck them down so they did not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I've destroyed all who hated me. They looked for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I ground them as fine as the dust of the earth, and I trampled them in the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You preserved me as the ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. Foreign nations cringe before me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. They all lose their courage and come trembling before their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise to my rock. My God, the rock of my salvation, be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He brings down the nations under me and delivers me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I'll sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king, and you show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. Hmm. Yeah, so that's a lot. Yeah. And a lot of it's about his enemies, sure. but a lot of it is about the success that God has given him and the favor that God has given him and all the praise and the glory going back to God. Right, right. And so David David often writes these things down, and, and a lot of it is about, you know, his enemies. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is about uh, about God, you know, God's glory. 
And um, you know what's so great is we see that David is a poet. We already know that he's a fantastic harpist. Mm-hmm. He's a musician. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and he expresses and he sings these, uh, a lot of these, he sings. Yes. And and so do you think this is a song? Is this recorded oh, as a song? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every one of David's psalms that he wrote, um, there was music assigned to it. Mm. And uh, so whether he, he was one who put the tune to it or Asaph, there's a couple of others that mm. are assigned for the, the music side of it. But yeah, this would be a song. You know, have you ever read John Eldridge's book where he talks about the stages of a man? Yes. And he talks about how, uh, you know, you can't speak for girls, but as far as men go, uh, it, truly, if you have a father who affirms you, mm-hmm. uh, then you have to go through the cowboy stage where it's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like you have to realize that you have what it takes as a kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, dads are really great at, you know, letting their child know they have what it takes. Right. Then you go to the warrior stage and then you go into uh, a, a romance stage. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I forget what it's called. The but lover it's stage. The lover stage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and so every teenager you can see does this, you sure, know, sure. and then you go from there into the, into the, um, uh, what, what is it? Eventually you become king. Yeah, it was poet. Poet right. and yeah, then king. king and then sage afterwards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, is that this is, this is a part of who David is. Yeah. And this is the reason why I like, you know, I, I I'm, I'm okay with my man card being associated with a person liking arts, sure. you know, sure. singing yeah. and, and artistic things. <laughs> well, so he's, you know, when, when we go back, when you think about David's life, he first became famous as a musician. Right. Right. So he was a harpist. He, you know, it, it's a skill he developed out in the the hidden valleys following the sheep around as a shepherd. He he learned to fight. He fought animals and he learned how to use a sling with lethality while he was out there. Mm-hmm. But those weren't the only things. It wasn't just a violence life for him. He also, beauty was a big part of that. And so uh, the music, the songwriting, all those kind of things. But it's it's interesting to me that the the songs David wrote weren't just love songs or ballads of valor. They're all centered around God. So here he's kind of there's some brag in here. I defeated my enemies and well, I ground them up. I, I think but it's, God I think did it's it, recognizing God did it with me the truth. Yeah, yeah. He's he's mm-hmm. giving God the glory for yeah. reality. Yeah. Like uh, there's nothing wrong with saying. When people hear me, they shake and tremble. Right, right, right. Then it's and it's all because of you, God. Right, right. And that, that's where I was going. That he was giving God credit, even though he was ta- he was telling the facts of his own life, his own right. circumstances. Yeah. That. So, so uh, you're a musician. Yeah. You were a worship leader for like what seventy five years. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> you know, we all know that you have a musical side to you. Yeah. And uh, I have a degree in music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, so here's my question: Do you uh, have you ever written like songs? A little bit. I was never talented for that uh, mm-hmm. too much. I was more on the performance side than on the on the writing side. But I mean, I had to had to write songs for classes and write tunes and all that kind of thing. Uh, I don't think poetically, um, so I I don't tend to write that way. I had I had a book of all my poems that I wrote as as a, yeah, because you're a poet. I, I sort of a little yeah, bit, very much, yeah. And and uh, and so I had a book of poems. I I must have had a hundred poems. And, uh, and I left it with my mom, and uh, she put it in the garage, and then there was a big flood, and then she threw out some boxes. And when I came home, I you know I had all these since I was a kid and teenager. And I said, hey, where's my green book of poems? Uh, and she said, what are you talking about? And then we realized she'd get rid of them. Oh, so man. I don't remember can you imagine, too many of them. Can you imagine um, when the people that are building the museum of your life inevitably, uh, at the end, how disappointed they're going to be to find out that the poems have been lost? 
Hey, when I was in when I was in kindergarten, I, yeah. I got my poem submitted to the mini page in in the, in the Youngstown Vindicator. Wow, wow! And I wrote it about the season fall. Oh, uh-huh. it, 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 I remember that one. Wow! It what said, does it say? Fall is here, all leaves falling, raking time, no more stalling. Work, work, work all the long day, but tomorrow's playtime. Hooray! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, read, I read that. And it made it in the newspaper. It did. The mini wow. page. Wow. Hey, so so I, that's not I, quite on on David's level. No, but necessarily. I, I'll give you one more. You ready for okay. another, one more? Mm-hmm. So when I went to college, uh, my pastor and his wife at the time of my home church, uh, I thought that they loved me, and they probably did, only they didn't trust me because the, I had a background that was a little shady. Obviously, I grew mm-hmm. up shady. Yeah. And they loved my wife a lot. My wife babysat for them, and they, she, they treated her like family. So when I went off to college, they told her, they're like, Chris is not your guy. He's going to cheat on you like mm. because I didn't have that great of a reputation. Yeah, yeah. And so they literally told her to dump me. Wow. And so my wife calls me and says, Pastor Jamie and Beth Gillespie are telling me that uh, you're going to cheat on me and all these different things. So I wrote a poem, and I sent it to my wife, and I made her memorize this poem. And I said, I want you to memorize it and quote it back to me. So she knows it to this day. It's not a long poem, but it says, um, I wrote and I said, there was, a call, there was a call from God for a man to go to school, and no one ever thought that he'd survive the distance rule, the rule that says relationships and time will fade away and love stretched out across the miles grows weaker day by day. Tis fact this common rule applies to shallow people true, but the greatest distance will not change the love I have for you. God will bless and strengthen those that pray they're in his will, and if they be, then they shall see their love goes stronger still. Wow. And so... <laughs> yeah. So a love poem. It's a love poem. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, if the ministry doesn't work out for you, you could always write greeting cards. <laughs> Maybe so. <Yeah. laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but, but, hey, my wife, my <laughs> wife appreciated it at the time. It was a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so. okay. That's, that's nice. So uh, back to David, if you don't mind. Can we... Can we... <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I think that there's some value talking about taking some learning from King David. And I'm sorry for that. That was funny. Um, Taking some, some learning from King David. You know, if you have children that are particularly artistic, maybe for balance, let's teach them the outdoorsy stuff like David had. Mm -hmm. Or if you have the kid that has no real interest in those other, you know, in the artistic side and they're, They've got all the other skill sets, the sports, whatever. There's some real value in, hey, get your kid in band when he's in fifth or sixth grade and, mm-hmm. and or get him in choir or get him on the stage, something where you're developing this other side. There's some, you know, they, they used to call that, you know, uh, after the Enlightenment, the Renaissance man, a guy like Da Vinci who had so broad of a, of a worldview. Uh, and it was because he had so many different skill sets that he was able to, to, to develop. And I think you're developing... Um, uh, more and more and more of uh, balance in your life when you have both the the artistic side and the physicality that David had. So incredible warrior, incredibly courageous. And sometimes you can get a little um, uh, top heavy, maybe, or or a little uh, bent to one angle uh, if that's all you ever mm-hmm. pursue. So there's some value in it. Not that you'll ever be the world's greatest. Right. It's just kind of to provide a balance, a, a beauty. If all you ever do is listen to rap music, then that's the only thing you're ever going to know. Expand your horizons. Reach out and, and, and learn to listen to, you know, um, 
Chopin or, or some classical pieces or whatever, uh, if, if all you ever do is play video games, man, it'd be great to get into theater instead, mm. right? And, and learn that there's, there's something about the other side of your brain, yeah. right? To, to learn to develop it, at least an appreciation for you don't have to become a, an expert at, but an appreciation for the other well, side. And for me, it really, what it really does is it, uh, it, it sort of puts the spotlight on the fact that God creates us with so many different dimensions where, you know, there's a lot of depth to who a person is. Yeah. And, and think about that. God, when God created us, he created us to have the ability to not only excel in, you know, in this arena, but also to be this way. And there are a lot of people who are well-rounded like David mm-hmm. Who, who who excel in all of these you know arenas of their lives to me it's just a reflection on how God made us so wonderfully yeah and there's there's so much depth to to the human soul and to the human heart and and to our you know personalities and and it's all tr- attributed to the fact that God created us in his image and we are beautifully and wonderfully made yeah and so learning to appreciate not just the thing that you are most attracted to but learning to at least appreciate the complexity or the beauty or the difficulty of other things maybe that you're not super attracted to so that you can have um, a, maybe an expanded influence. One of the things that I think uh, has given you and me both the opportunity to have influence among a very diverse group of people is all of the different appreciations and things. I mean, you, 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 here you are, you're, you're, quote, you're writing poems, you appreciate theater, you're a, a movie guy, you love Maverick, right? All yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, you can sit down and talk about boats and fishing and a global event that you went to and travel and all these things. And what happens is the more experiences you open yourself up to and the more things you learn to delight in, the easier it is for you to have a conversation with other people and begin to put yourself into their life and to God opened the door for influence mm. with them because you have such a broad view. You can talk about so many different things and there's really something special about a person who's that open-minded that mm. they can read different things that they can learn everything. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons why God uses uh, people like you, people like me to have an impact over large groups of people is because he's given us lots of experiences. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome and beautiful. And, uh, and it's probably true of so many other people who are listening yeah. to this right now. And I would just say, here's another aspect we can kind of glean from I, I, this I would say, chapter. I think we worked at it. Oh yeah. Right? We worked at, intentionally. At, at, at intentionally developing yep. this, this broad experience. And that just makes you more valuable to more people. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Let's you serve I, more people. I agree. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we're going to pull out of, you know, this chapter that we've read is I believe that, uh, that writing things down are also therapeutic, Mm, mm. right? So think about, you know, just how wonderful it was probably, you know, for David to have written these things down and then to express his thoughts on paper. And, and it's not only a form of worship, uh, but it's also, um, uh, you know, just, again, it's just therapeutic. And so sometimes when we have thoughts, if we don't write them down, they don't, they don't really become as rock solid in our lives to be able to identify these things. Yeah. I think is just a great form of worship. I think that a lot of us should probably put that into practice more often. I think so too. To put our thoughts and feelings down on paper. Yep. Especially when it comes to worshiping God. Especially when God shows you something new in his word or Mm. something new in your life. So, Hey, I think that's a great place to end. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So uh, we'll just uh, pick it up next time as we continue with David and his sons. Thank you for joining us today. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us spread the word by liking this episode and sharing it on your social media platforms. Be sure to leave a comment and review, and don't forget to give us five stars. When you do, you help us reach even more people who need a daily devotional like HC Daily. If you'd like to hear more from Chris and Jeff, they're both teaching pastors at Heritage Church, located in Southeast Michigan. You can get more of their messages by clicking on the Messages tab at heritagechurch.com. Be sure to join us again soon for another episode of HC Daily.